Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Everybody, welcome back to campus here at Trade Show University, the podcast for virtual live hybrid events. I'm Jim Cermak. Really excited to have you here today, as always. I love having you here with me. I love surrounding myself with people who want to succeed, and that's why you're here. You're investing time because you want to succeed better. And I've got an amazing guest on today, John Kazarian, the founder and CEO of Excel Events. And he's going to be talking about how to use real-time data to maximize exhibitor ROI, an amazing and important topic. You need to maximize your ROI. So stay tuned for that. But first, I want to make sure that you are getting all the information that you possibly need. This is a free resource for you. As of right now, we've got over 130 episodes for you to go back and learn from absolutely at no cost. Make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter. Just go to our website at tradeshowu.biz, drop your email right there on the homepage, and you will be subscribed. You'll also get a free gift for doing that that's going to help you with our top 52 trade show tips. And every week I send another tip that's going to move the needle for your business. So get over to the website and also make sure you're subscribed at your favorite podcast platform, whether that's Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, wherever you like listening to podcasts, you could also listen to Trade Show University. So be sure to subscribe. And if you have an opportunity and you're getting value from these episodes, leave me a review. It's going to help more people to find Trade Show University. And I love reading these and knowing that these are making a difference. So please do that as well. Now let's dive into our interview with John Kazarian. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Excited today to have on somebody who is an expert in virtual events. And I know that is a big unknown for a lot of a lot of exhibitors out there, a lot of show organizers is, should we have a virtual component? And I know that the ones that have had virtual components, a lot of them have seen a big growth in the number of people they've been able to reach. And, and those numbers are like, wow. So for, for an exhibitor, you might think, wow, that I definitely want to uh, be involved in virtual events. But how do, how do we do it right? How do we get a, a positive ROI out of this? And, and so really, really excited to have John Kazarian on the podcast with me today. John is the founder and CEO of Excel Events, which is a leading virtual and hybrid events platform, recently recognized as a top 200 fastest growing private company in America by Inc. 5000. That's outstanding. As CEO, John is focused on leading the company's vision and helping event organizers and marketing professionals transform their events through innovative technology solutions. John actively publishes insights on the events landscape and frequently speaks at industry events. John, welcome to Trade Show University. Say hello to all of our event professionals out there. Thanks for having me on today, Jim. This is one of my favorite topics to chat about, so this is going to be a fun conversation. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm glad because there's, like I said, there's a lot of exhibitors out there wondering how do we get a positive ROI from virtual events? We love the idea of it. And we're going into some coming up maybe in 2022. Maybe they've been through some and had maybe some unknown results or mixed results. What is the what is some of the data that is really available to to an exhibitor from, through a virtual event? Yeah, so so first of all, it really runs the gamut in terms of what is available depending on which platform the event is being run on. Okay, um, we with our platform put a, a very high focus and emphasis into that exhibitor experience, and, and that's for a couple of reasons. First of all, eighty percent of virtual events are free for attendees to attend. Uh, as an organizer, we're trying to get the largest audience that we can to the event because that generates value for our exhibitors and sponsors. And ultimately those exhibitors and sponsors are the ones that are generating the revenue that's paying for the event and, 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 and paying for us, frankly. So when it comes to creating value for those exhibitors and sponsors, there's a couple of attributes and aspects that go into ensuring that they have the best possible experience and do realize ROI from that. Now, some of the platforms out there, they're really just creating sort of a microsite or a landing page. It may have some imagery or some canned video sitting on that page. But at the end of the day, that doesn't really create engagement. And it doesn't build that relationship between that exhibitor and that prospective buyer the way that it needs to, the way that we are used to sponsoring events in order to get that level of engagement. So when it comes down to what we actually can have access to as an exhibitor, it all starts, first of all, with being present. And that goes for really any conversation when we're talking to a prospect or a lead, whether it be in an expo booth or a sales call or anything else. But when we're being present, when we're being in our booth, what we have access to is seeing not just who's there and being able to interact with them live on video, but knowing exactly what they're doing and looking at. So there's a, a, a national auto parts manufacturer that's hosted probably a dozen events on the platform. One of their events, they actually sold 7 million restate. Their exhibitors and sponsors sold $7 million worth of tools over the course of two or three days of the event. And, you know, think Makita, DeWalt, Snap-on. If, if somebody walks up to your booth and they pick up a saw, you're not going to start talking to them about drills, right? So you <laughs> need to have that insight and that visibility into what somebody is actually interested in. What documents are they downloading? What products are they viewing within your booth? So that you can have that topical informed conversation and not just go in there slaying whatever it is that you want to talk about flying blind when it's not adding value to those folks. So getting that real-time insight into what's of most interest to them makes a world of difference in terms of actually seeing value. And that's exactly what we saw in this particular example because those exhibitors were able to have those topical conversations with those folks that are stopping by their booths. Now, the other part of it is that Let's tie this back to the in-person world for a second. I know I've done this. I'm sure you've done this as well, where you're walking around an expo hall and you see somebody who's engaged in a conversation with an exhibitor. And sometimes I like to eavesdrop on those conversations. I'm not quite ready to actually start that conversation, maybe get stuck there for five or 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So providing opportunities where somebody can sit there and listen and be kind of like, think, think of like a, like a speedometer, right? your interest is slowly ticking up as you're eavesdropping on that conversation until you get to a point when you're like, I want to jump in. So providing opportunities where attendees are there and they're able to be able to eavesdrop on those conversations, not in a sneaky way. The other people know that it's happening, but they can come in when they feel ready to come in and have that conversation. It just makes it, it makes it so much more natural and engaging. 
And it's really about creating those opportunities, but also training the exhibitors on how to take advantage of them. And I saw this report the other day that um, organizations who take 30 minutes to train their exhibitors on how to use the platform see a 40% a higher repeat rate from those exhibitors coming back to sponsor future events. I thought that was a pretty interesting stat. Wow. Yeah. Then that then that's powerful. That's powerful. As a uh, as a trainer myself, I uh, completely agree with that. That uh, a well trained staff, especially on a virtual platform. I mean, it's it's one thing to go to a live event and you can figure things out because you're right in front of people. But every every a virtual platform has little different tweaks and buttons and and features, and so getting that that training is essential for for success you you brought you dropped so many so many things that i want to i want to quickly cover here the eavesdropping uh aspect of this is just really fascinating to me that i did not know that was available on on some of these platforms so i'm assuming that's something you offer at excel events right on your platform Uh, that's fantastic because that happens all the time. You know, I'll, I'll go up and, and I, I don't maybe don't want to go talk to somebody or I don't want to butt in on a conversation, but I just kind of sit back and you're like, okay, is this for me? And, and like you said, yeah, you're just listening to a conversation. You're like, either you make that quick decision of, I want to know more or, you know, this isn't for me and I can move along. So that's powerful to be able to do that. And, yeah, uh, really how, how we think about this and how we approach this is, there's some platforms that are kind of taking this 3D reality, let's replicate the real world. And, and, and the approach we took was, instead of trying to make it look like the real world, let's try to create those interpersonal experiences, those human experiences that generate value, but recognizing the fact that a computer screen isn't the real world, right? Yeah. It doesn't look and feel the same, but we can, we can get that result by focusing on those experiences. And that's ultimately what we went for. And as you think about the same concept of walking up to somebody in a booth, you may also want to target that one person who's standing by themselves because you don't want somebody to listen to that conversation. And and I know that there's some approaches to virtual expo halls where there's just a public chat forum, and that's not appropriate for everybody. There are people who want the opportunity to book a meeting one-on-one with somebody or see who's free and be able to interact with them in real time. And having that presence indication, knowing who's available, which exhibitors uh, which booths are open, being able to see all that real in real time and be able to have that conversation or book that meeting and facilitate that all in one place. We think that really leads to a much better attendee experience and keeping them engaged and on the platform instead of sending them somewhere else. Yeah, that is such great points there. It's not really about how how flashy it is, how realistic it looks on the screen. It's are you getting that experience that you remember from being at a, at a live event? Because there's so there's so many nuances uh, there of, of do I want to approach here? Do I you know what kind of information can I get? Is that booth busy or not? There's uh, and I think a lot of uh, maybe maybe any exhibitors that went to a virtual event early on, like early 2000s, where the uh, the platforms just they weren't as polished as they are today. And yeah. it was very clunky and they left going, that was a waste of my time. No one even came to the exhibit hall portion of the event. They just went to the workshops. They went to the seminars and they, they sat in that and no one came to, because people didn't know how to do it. It was like, oh, I click on a logo, you know, and, right. and now I'm in the booth, you know. So I, it is, it's great to hear that uh, so, so many great 
advancements have have gone into these platforms to make it a more realistic and valuable experience for the attendees because as the attendees if they're engaged they're going to stick around and they're going to go to the next booth the next booth to and and lead to things like the seven million dollars in sales which is really what exhibitors are are all about either that sale that they can make right there on the floor or maybe it leads to a lead or a demo or something that takes it uh, that customer around the the next step on the journey really fascinating stuff another thing that, that you had mentioned uh, early on you said about 80 percent of the of the virtual events are free for attendees of mm-hmm. uh, but 20 percent obviously they're they're being charged do you see uh, a trend going one way or another or do you have any any sort of insights as to when should a show organizer charge for attendance or which at what times should they not charge yeah, so so where we see well, two parts of the question. So in terms of a trend, there was a stigma against charging for virtual events in sort of the heyday eighteen months ago, kind of at the beginning of sure, of, sure. Uh, of the pandemic. That stigma has lifted because now people have the opportunity to return to in person events. They look at the price tag: a thousand dollars to go to this in person event plus it's going to cost me two three thousand dollars for travel and mm-hmm. you know two days of, of my life. Paying for access to content is a normal thing. We do that in everyday aspects of our lives. But when it comes to a more of an expo format, as opposed to paying for access to content or particular speakers, in that case, much of what you're providing as the organizer is access to that audience base, right? So creating barriers that interrupt the ability for a attendee to access that event, reducing the attendee pool, the size, it doesn't help the exhibitors. So generally okay. speaking, in an event that's structured that way, we don't we don't suggest charging for attendance to that event. Now, there could be components of the event where there's some sort of networking or VIP access or something like that, where there is additional value that you can uh, open up a, a sort of paid registration, paid access to. But most of the events we see where exhibitors and sponsors are a big portion, they'll at least have a free ticket type that will provide access to all of the exhibitors. Okay, that's fantastic. So thinking about tiered pricing, diff- different levels of access. Mm-hmm. So maybe if it's just uh, attending the the exhibit hall and seeing the, the vendors or maybe a sponsored event, that being at no charge, but offering special VIP access to a specific speakers, specific topics, or maybe even uh, uh, continuing education workshops where they're going to be getting some not only value but uh, some credits uh, for that that is where you would you would uh, you would more go toward the charging for those for that kind of access yeah and and I should add we often see that in in a membership model okay where you have a sort of association or program where people are members they don't have to pay to access that content and then if somebody wants to access a segment of content they can pay for access to just that Okay, excellent. For exhibitors, when when uh, they've they've signed up for a virtual event, what are some tips that you would recommend for them? How they how should they best prepare uh, so that it can lead to a positive ROI? Yeah. So the first thing I would do is really understand the demographics of that particular event. What is it that you can put in front and center that's going to capture the attendance of 
sorry, the attention of those attendees the same way that you would do in person. I mean, we all know spending hundreds of thousands or, or millions in the case of some events like CES in order to get the attention of the people that are there. So once you know your audience and your demographic, then it comes down to creating incredible graphics and collateral to drive people into your booth. The other thing that you can do is uh, ask questions of the organizer. What options are available in terms of engagement? And that could mean things like uh, the opportunity to gamify different aspects of an attendee's experience to drive points. You could sponsor challenges. For example, you may want to do a giveaway where you're giving away a set of AirPods or an iPad to the first person who gets, say, you know, 100 points through the platform's gamification system. And those points can be earned from doing things like spending time in different booths, spending time networking. Uh, you can ask the organizer for the opportunity to speak or host a workshop or a session. And frankly, they're often inclined to do this as well, especially if, uh, if, if it's a scenario where, and I'll put this sort of in the lens of, uh, of tech, for example. So if you're a tech company and one of your sponsors is also one of your partners, a company that you have an integration with, if you can go in and have them sponsor a workshop, that's a great opportunity to deepen your relationship. And it allows them to basically sell on your behalf. They can talk about the power of that integration for you and get in front of their customers who are inherently there because they're already customers and, and have them sell for you. And that motion in itself, especially when the rest of the community starts to chime in and talk about how they're using it, it's, I mean, it really just, it moves the needle more than, more than many other things have the capacity to do because we all know how much more emphasis we place on, on social proof when it comes to our buying process today as compared to, to what we've done in the past. So. Uh, I harped upon that, but, but certainly the opportunity to sponsor sessions or workshops, uh, sponsor gamification challenges, or ask to be included in them. And then also look for other opportunities throughout the event for uh, sponsorship placements, could be sponsoring additional sessions, different logo placements, different email blast campaigns, push notification campaigns uh, are all great opportunities that you should certainly inquire with, with the event organizer around. Uh, and then the final part is come into it with a agenda. Who on your team is going to be staffing that booth throughout the duration of the event? And make sure that if there are any pre-scheduled times where the organizer is dedicating time for browsing exhibitors, that you are fully staffed during those periods. And uh, the, the, the best platforms today will show if you are live in your booth. So you actually have to be there and be active because if you're not, that doesn't create a good attendee experience when they come into a, a dead booth. So making sure that you really are taking advantage of that and being there and being present again for, for those attendees and prospective buyers. Thank you so much for that. And a lot of the things you brought up are the same kind of keys to success that you would have at a live event, at an in-person event. Very Make sure so. you've got that agenda. Understand the demographics. Understand the audience. What are they looking for? What are they experiencing? What's happening in the industry? What are they? What do you have that is really going to resonate with them? And ask questions of the organizer. Always go back to to the show organizer, the show planners, the association, and find out what opportunities are available for you. And maybe uh, you know, based on a lot of things that John that you were saying, double down on on uh, getting more visible at a at these virtual events because it's easier to overlook rather than if someone's at that show and they're walking down down the the aisle they may walk past you but in a virtual event it, the 
it might take the attendee a little more effort uh, to get to your booth. So make it easy as possible for them. Get uh, get creative and make uh, be bold, be out there. Uh, look maybe more seriously at some different kind of sponsorships and uh, get creative to get get the attention of those attendees. Fantastic stuff. Now let's flip it and let's talk about for a show organizer. If they're looking at holding a virtual event, what are some possible tips for them? And then a second part, what should they look for in a platform? Yeah. So one tip, and I, I guess this kind of comes down to a little bit of how you think about selling exposure is taking a little bit of a look at a macro trend we've seen throughout 2021 here. And that's the shifting landscape of digital marketing. We've seen the reduction in third-party cookie tracking, probably heard the term cookie-less future. We've seen even with iOS 15 that recently came out, the removal of email open tracking. All of these things are changing digital marketing as we know it. And as a result of that, brands, organizations are looking for other mechanisms to get in front of targeted buyers. Events are this incredible mechanism for permission-based marketing where you have folks who are willing to give up their time, their money, their registration data, their cookie tracking within the platform, all for access to your community and your content. And if you can build a brand around that community and that content, exhibitors need to be there and they know that too. And if you, if you can figure out how to communicate that to them, you are going to be tremendously successful here. Now, the other part is how you're thinking about training them. We talked about this already, but making sure that they know how to get the most value out of the platform is going to guarantee that they come back and that they spend more money sponsoring your event the next time around. We didn't chat about this earlier, but another aspect from an exhibitor's perspective is thinking about how you can promote your, your uh, sponsorship of that event. Let the world know that you're going to be there. Let your customers know there because it also builds credibility for you as a brand when you're promoting the fact that you're going to be at this industry-leading trade show. Now, when it comes to uh, identifying what to look for in a platform, there are some platforms that put the exhibitor experience first, and there's some that it's kind of an afterthought. Uh, and it's, it's not a knock on one mechanism or the other. Some platforms are just much more focused on content distribution, the video production side of things. Okay. There are other platforms that are designed for creating a great exhibitor experience and providing you the opportunities to create sponsorships. So certainly start by thinking about and asking the vendor, what are the different opportunities for creating sponsorship? What are the different things that I can be conscious of and mindful when I'm building my packages, my sponsorship packages to go out and sell to my sponsors and exhibitors? Then start to drill into what are the opportunities for engagement? And we talked about a bunch of these already. I won't, I won't go through all of them uh, again, but some of the obvious ones are the ability to create an unlimited number of sessions, live video in the booth, the ability to book meetings and stay within the platform. Uh, and, and, you know, that's just gamification, just to, just to name a few there. So certainly drilling into what are the available feature sets to create that engagement. Another big part of it, and this is, I'd say, more true in, uh, in expos that have a, a higher number of, uh, of exhibitors and sponsors, do the exhibitors and sponsors have the ability to build and design their own booth? Or are you going to have to be the middle person between them and the platform, having to constantly re-upload logos for them, constantly adding new personnel or change the copy? That is not productive. It is not a good use of your time. You want to put the power in the hands of the, of the uh, exhibitor so that they can execute their creative freedom and create their own brand differentiation within the booth. It also levels up 
everybody else because they they have the opportunity to see what you, each other are doing and it becomes competitive. You're spending money to sponsor this event. You want to get the most exposure you can. So you're not going to slack off and just upload your default logo or something like that, something that's not particularly engaging. You need to outplay this other booth that's next to you and think about what you can do to, 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 to pull that off. So um, that competitive spirit certainly comes out well. And we've seen some people get very into that. And uh, it's, it's, it's definitely driven uh, additional uh, access to their booths. So much great value and great points for people to consider whether you're whether you're the show organizer or the or the exhibitor. So if you need to rewind that, go back a few minutes, listen to that again. There's so many great points that John brought up there. So again, whether you're a show organizer or an exhibitor, and you're looking at uh, having a virtual event, you got to know and give yourself all the advantages that you possibly can make sure you're on the right platform. And then for that exhibitor, make sure you understand what that platform can do for you. And I'll, I'll double down on the training part of it. <laughs> if you're the show organizer, make sure everyone is well-trained or make those training, uh, make that training available to them. So they understand how to uh, get the most out of their event and, and the, the best, uh, part of the engagement with their attendees. Yeah, and if there's one other thing to add there, it's making sure that the platform allows you to determine which exhibitors are going to get data in real time so that you don't have to be there right after your event. We all know how stressful it is an hour after yes, event. You yes. just want to sit down and relax. <laughs> you don't want to yeah. have 50 exhibitors who are hounding you to get a list of all of their leads so that they can go and reach out because we all know how important it is to reach out immediately after the event. So make sure that the platform can distribute those leads for you if you give it permission to do so. And then also thinking about the GDPR aspects and which data fields and values are made available to those exhibitors. But it, all of these things, can they can make the event flow smoother and, uh, and make your life a lot easier as well. Great point. Great point. And for the, for the show organizer, it's about making their, their the whole exhibitor experience so much better. And obviously, uh, as well as the attendee experience, John, you've just brought so many great, so much great value here for a lot of people to think about. Uh, if you could boil, kind of boil it down, what would be your top one or two takeaways you want people to, to take from our discussion today? Uh, it really comes down to, 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 to creating the right experience by being present and planning and going into it with the right mindset around execution and understanding how the technology can help you to create the experience that you want uh, and then train the exhibitors on, on how they can execute on that because it's going to come back. It's going to come back to benefit you for the next event around big time. Outstanding. So be present and train, train, train. John, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time today and sharing so much great value with the with, uh, listeners. Tell them about Excel Events and then how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, definitely. So you can find Excel Events, uh, excelevents.com. Uh, you can find us on all the social channels as well. Uh, in terms of Excel Events, we are a in-person, hybrid, and virtual event platform focused on all aspects of professional events. Uh, we cater towards really event organizers and brands that, that have dedicated event departments uh, focused on creating the best possible experience for their attendees and their exhibitors and, and, and uh, organizers who need the flexibility to really design that experience exactly the way that their brand sees fit. So looking forward to, uh, to getting in touch with everybody. Feel free to come by the website and shoot us a message in chat. There's always somebody available in real time. 
outstanding and i'll drop all the all the links into the show notes so please check out john thank you again for uh, for coming on for sharing with everybody today really really appreciate that thanks for having me on and everybody reach out and find out more about excel events and the and the great things they do they have such a robust platform and continue to come back here to Trade University. Keep learning. Keep upping that ROI. And we'll see you here next time right on campus at Trade University. What a phenomenal interview. So many great tips for virtual events. And if you're an exhibitor and you've got a virtual event coming up, or even if you've got a live event coming up and you're ready to go, maybe you've got everything all ready, you want to make sure that you're in the right spot and you're going to be having the best success I encourage you to check out our trade show review program. Let's make sure you're not missing anything. Make sure your messaging is on point. We're going to get you set up for maximum success. And if you're early on in the process and you, you're just getting started, then check out our Your Show Success Roadmap. It's going to give you a roadmap to go from where you're at at the very beginning what to do before the show, during the show, and then after the show, and everything to maximize your ROI and set you up for success. So no matter where you are in the process, reach out, send an email, jim at tradeshowu.biz, and let me know where you're at, and we'll set up a free, no-obligation 20-minute phone call to make sure this is the right solution for you and get you into the right program. Let's work together to maximize your ROI and make this the best year ever.